I should have like a catchy tagline like <laughs> Good morning. No, just kidding. I've got some copying somebody. Dimitri Downing back at Mita Unshackled with our co host. George Stanchev, Pure Five. Faster, cheaper, better extraction. And cleaner, which he sometimes leaves out, but I like just complicating things by adding more words. It's the legal mind in me. Anyways, so we're back here in New York City, 2023, April, and uh, we are at MG Unpacked, and it is a fantastic show with incredible people milling about. There were some nice parties last night, some incredible networking, not to be missed. George and Kim put on a wonderful event. Thank you to our sponsors, Cali Effects, Pure 5. Thank you to our sponsor, Jack Herrera, one of the original legacy brands. Uh, we're proud to be helping them migrate their brand across the country. And so if you needed a marketplace near you, give us a shout out and we'll connect you to them. We are pleased to be joined by our, our next two guests who are hanging out here at MJ Unpacked. Sorry, I'm just sharpening my mind right now. Uh, Christy and Raymond, how are you guys doing? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having us. And uh, you know what? I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. I was going to introduce you, but I talk too much anyway. So, Christy, go ahead and you chat. Tell yeah. us who you are. I'm Christy Kim. I'm oh, you got to get a little closer there. Oh. All right. I'm, I'm Christy Kim. I'm CFO Success Manager at Dope CFO Certified Advisors. And my main role is to help the new franchisees joining our group um, get through their training and their certification process and just really help them um, you know, come into the industry guns blazing. Nice. Um, I'm Raymond Guns, also with Dope CFO Certified Advisor. Um, Chief Is that your real officer. name? That's yeah, a great yeah. freaking name. Government name. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, man, because I'm no, no. just like blown away. That's <laughs> a great name. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. A lot to live up to. Um, Hi, I'm Raymond Guns. Nice to meet you, Mr. Guns. Um, yeah, name's Raymond Guns. I'm also with Dope CFO, Certified Advisors, um, the Chief Operations Officer. So just a lot of the blocking, blocking and tackling and the stuff associated with that. Yeah. So let's, let's start with how you guys, uh, we start with how you guys got your journey, how you got to, to Dope CFO, to, to Dope CFO. Um, don't talk about Dope CFO, but talk about you. Okay, how did you get to where you are now? And then we'll get into all the Dope CFO stuff. Like your journey through cannabis or, or life if this is your first job. No, this is not my first job <laughs> in life, um, actually. Um, so my journey into cannabis, right? So my journey into cannabis started like most of us in my youth in a basement with, you know, your best friend smoking weed that you stole off your parents. Maybe most of you don't have parents who smoke weed, but we did. And We've so done <laughs> about 200 podcasts. You're the first person that's smoked in the basement. <laughs> yeah, well, we I'm just saying. I'm stole just... our parents' weed and we smoked in the basement, and it was a great time. And that was, you know, how I got started in cannabis. But professionally, I got started in cannabis um, in 2008 back in California under Prop 215, nice. where I just was a home grower, basically growing for myself as a medical patient, and then stumbled into then helping other patients get really good quality medicine that was grown specifically for them. Excellent. Um, then my journey took a turn when my husband wanted to join the military. And for those of you who don't know, you cannot grow weed on a military base. Shocker. What year was that? Mm, 2012-ish when I moved out of California. So four years into okay. it, right? So it took like a, a decade-long gap from growing weed, not from smoking weed. Um, and so you then, divorced your husband? No. Okay. Well, I mean, how, still, how important is the weed? Still. Still married. Um, so so then in that time, right, I decided to go back to school and get my degree in finance and accounting management. So I did that and then was working in industry for a long time. And then, again, another turn, right? My husband gets diagnosed with MS. He's discharged from the military. And we're living in a state where he has no access to cannabis, but his doctor And you can't grow saying, for him. And we can't grow for him. What year is this? This is actually just recently. In 2019 is when he got his diagnosis. So we decided that we were going to pack up our family from this place that we really loved. What state were you in? Tennessee. We were right outside of Tennessee. Nashville. We loved it in Nashville. Big ups to Clarksville. Yeah. That was a great place to live and raise your kids, but can't access good quality weed. So we actually picked up and moved back to our home state of California, bought a ranch um, so that we could have access to quality cannabis for his condition. On We didn't really find a lot of it on the rec market out there. 
that we could tailor specifically to him and then have a consistent supply. So then we started growing again just for him and a few other patients. About 2020? Yeah. That was our first crop back in California was in 2020 during the pandemic. And then, again, I was still working in industry. Um, and then I decided, well, you know, these are two parts of my life that are very important to me, right? Wait, so where, where were you working while you were in 2019? I was doing accounting for regulatory accounting for the public utilities. Okay, sector. so you're doing accounting. Mm -hmm. okay. So I'm just doing accounting, right? Okay. Doing that. So I've been an accountant now for a while, but I always had this, you know, I had this background of growing. So then I was just like, wow. There's this whole industry flourishing, but there's really not enough people who really know great accounting that are helping cannabis business owners. And that's when I decided that I was going to quit my job and then go on this journey of just, I'm going to be um, a cannabis accountant. And I found Dope CFO and, you know, it was a love story. When did you find Dope CFO? I actually... Do you remember the month, like approximately? Yeah, because it was actually right the first month that I moved here. So we moved took back to California Christmas Day 2019 and that was probably around the same time that I heard from Dope CFO um, and I was like not quite ready to give up having a nine to five and having a secure paycheck right and so I was like oh I don't really know if I could do that you know like my family's already transitioning a whole bunch this is crazy and so I kind of put it on the back burner but that's really what sparked it is that, that somebody had reached out from Dope CFO and said, we think we'd, you'd be a great fit for our community. And it got me thinking, right? And it took me a year and a half before I quit my job. And I decided that, yeah, that's where I wanted to be. But I'm so glad I did because I joined the community as a student of Dope CFO VIP Network because it's an educational program that teaches accountants who want to serve the industry best, tool, best practices, tools, all that kind of stuff. I'll do that because yeah. I want to learn more about that. But so you kind of took your accounting expertise, your educational, your skill set, and your love for the plant and your experience with the plant, you kind of merged them together, and then now you've taken this new path. Yes. Okay, that's really good. We got that all summed up. That's a really nice story. And then we're going to talk about Dope CFO and the program and all that kind of stuff <laughs> in a second. But first, we're going to talk to, I love, I love just saying your name, yeah. Mr. Guns. <laughs> hey, how's it going? It's like, I, I, I did, hi. Your family's last name, Guns? Oh, yeah. Where's that come from? Grandma Guns. Um, Grandma Guns. <laughs> so, yeah, it's massive family. I'm from Wisconsin, so just classic dairy farm family from Wisconsin. My grandma had 16 kids, so, like, when I say there's a Guns family, like... There's 16 Gunners. At least. And do you call them Gunners? There's one cousin named Gunner. Gunner. Um, but, no, that'd be too cliche. Guns. No. <laughs> what, but but is, that sh is that chopped down from, like... We, like, try to look it up. I guess I gave it a few Googles one day, but no, I couldn't find anything. Yeah, that's fascinating. I love, just always I, been guns. I love the name. I, do, I like the name Dimitri, but I'm a fan of Downing. Uh, so sorry. So tell us. tell I'm, us. I'm a fan of Dimitri. I appreciate well. I like that. Name. I appreciate that. There should be somebody famous named Dimitri one day. Um, well, I think there was. There was Greek God or something. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about your journey in cannabis, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, How we got to. I haven't thought back about on it in a while, but uh, yeah, I guess like the journey, I didn't start in a basement, more in a cornfield, just smoking weed with my cousins. Um, didn't have to steal it. They always had it and kind of grew it. And so I was always exposed to it right pretty early on, actually. Hilariously, I went to a parochial school, so like was afraid of weed and then went into high school and then I learned that my cousin smoked weed. And I was like, all right, actually, let me, let me try this. Thing. What state did you go to high school on? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Sorry, so Wisconsin. What year? Mm-hmm. 2009 is when I graduated. Okay, 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 good. Um, but yeah, just classic state in Wisconsin, no medical program, no rec program. So trust me, there's still states like that out there to this day. Um, but yeah, started smoking weed. My cousins were into it, got me into it. I kind of knew it was a path to make a living, um, but I just knew I didn't want to kind of become a grower right away and just live in Wisconsin. You couldn't really, wasn't a viable career path. And so went to college, but always knew I wanted to get into the industry. My cousins had then moved out to Colorado in 2010, um, went to visit them. That's kind of where I got exposed to just like the actual industry of like, oh, okay, this is like a legal industry. Good year to be in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild west back then. Um, but that was when I started to, started to really see that I could do this for the rest of my life and went back to college, continued down just the standard CPA route. I'm actually very risk adverse and so took the safe path like just became a standard cpa i figured if i got enough credentials i could then get into cannabis and like help it you know mature into a more 
you know, just less stigma around it. Because, again, right. I'm from Wisconsin, it's still very thought of as the devil's lettuce. Um, that's changed, obviously, you know, in the last 10 years. But back then, it was very much that way. Does Wisconsin have medical marijuana now? No medical program whatsoever. Not even now? Even now, it's this wow. day. It's spot check. It's like April 28th, 2023. <laughs> Wisconsin, you got to get your shit together. We're falling behind the South, even. It's like we used to joke, like, in high school, like, man, we're going to be like, it's going to be like Mississippi is going to be the last state or, like, we Louisiana or something. It's like they've already now gotten into cannabis. Even like, Utah has medical. Oh, I know, man. It's getting pretty embarrassing. We're pretty backwoods up there. Kind of almost rednecky some in some places. I can say that I'm from Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just continued through college and obviously was a big fan of it and then was watching the industry mature through 2010, 2013. Moved out to Colorado around that time. Um, honestly, it was just doing a lot of camping and hanging out. Rocky Mountain High Lifestyle. I actually didn't even get into the industry. I was making windmill blades with my little brother. We were just making windmill blades for three days and then going and fucking off in the Rockies for three days. And did that for a few years and then got into the CPA game, standard public accountant. I was an internal auditor or auditor. Okay, sorry. I was was caught on the windmill blades thing because I'm thinking about all the birds that Trump always talks about. I was thinking about, here's the guy who's sharpening those blades. We'll (laughs) skip over that joke. Yeah, yeah. But 2013. Yep, yep. And then uh, got into uh, public accounting, did that for a few years as an auditor. That's where I really started to see just how business is run from the accounting and finance perspective, you know, kind of put my CPA hat to use. From there, moved on to um, Wall Street, publicly traded companies, like much larger multinationals, where then I was an external auditor, but transferred into an internal auditor, and that's where I was flying around the world. We'd buy some smaller companies in other countries, and we'd go there and audit them and make sure everything was good to go, and we'd kind of audit the finance function, finances and operations. And in different countries? Yeah, yeah, all around did, the world. Did language become a barrier there or no? Luckily, in business and accounting, debits always equal credits. Um, so it doesn't matter if we were in China or in Bratislava, Slovakia, or Monterrey, Mexico. Debits always equal credits. Badass, Balance sheets always assets, liabilities, equities, revenues, expenses. Like, <clears throat> doesn't change across companies even. So that's what I learned as a CPA. Like, I could go into a manufacturing company, a retail store, a beauty manufacturing processing company, a government agency, a real estate agency. It was always debits equal credits. Balance sheets the same. Nice. So cannabis was a very logical transition then. So yeah. I was on Wall Street. Also learned about um, Dope CFO, but was just kind of. Dipping my toe into cannabis, I started serving clients in 2018 when the farm bill happened for CBD. Okay. So I was living in Milwaukee just doing that, and that's when that was the only way to get into like any type of cannabis-associated type businesses. But CBD obviously blew up in 2018, and Wisconsin was no different. And so started keeping the books for clients like that, and then went down to Chicago, kind of figured it out. Once I had my feet underneath me with the CBD clients, I was like, all right, now I can handle some like real THC clients because it is nuanced. There's like some tax implications, but yeah, went from 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, it was really slow. I kind of enjoyed my corporate job. It was pretty fun flying around the world. So I was in like no rush yeah, to get into cannabis. Yeah, it doesn't sound too bad. Nah, nah. It's on, you got a corporate card. You get to do whatever you want. Um, you finding ways to consume cannabis around the world? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's um, interesting. I was all the way in Slovakia, I found weed. <laughs> like, that's what I always direct jokes about, too. It's like... It's universal, you know. I've been all the way into Southeast Asia, deep into Cambodia, Thailand. Weed, weed there. Peru, Machu Picchu, there's weed there. Like, it's everywhere. Um, weed and numbers. Yep, yep. Universal we- constants. <laughs> Bertrand Russell would love that. Famous mathematician. And I Sorry. think I like the accounting because it's, yeah. Cannabis, a little bit more creative, a little bit more fun. Numbers, debits always equal credits. Got to close the books each month. Yeah. It's almost therapeutic, you know, just bringing chaos and order or bringing order to the chaos of some of these financial statements. But yeah, got into cannabis and then I went full time into cannabis in 2022 last year is when I left and kind of just been serving cannabis clients ever since. I love that. Unless we're going to start talking about dope CFO, you gave me an idea for a T-shirt. Weed, taxes, death. Like what are those? Like the only two certain things? (laughs) Weed, taxes, death. But numbers too. Take like notes, that. Ray. That's going to be on our next merch order. Yeah, yeah, no, that's actually a good. You guys can use that for your company. No, I like it. Yeah, it's guaranteed. I like that. Okay, so tell us about Dope CFO. Who owns Dope CFO? What is it? What it's about? Uh, do you want to start? 
Um, I'm going to let Ray start on this one. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that much about Dope CFO, so yeah, yeah, I'm learning so here myself. It was founded by Andrew Hunziker. He's an awesome guy, um, really smart chap, CFO for many decades. But he founded Dope CFO originally as an alternative education company. Alternative for, education company. Yep, online. Um, and it was for CFOs and CPAs that were trying to transition from non-cannabis industry into the cannabis industry. Um, as we all know in cannabis it's hard out there. You know, it's hard in business in general, but cannabis is even harder. And so that's why, you know, Adobe CFO, we love our clients. We respect anybody who's an entrepreneur in the cannabis space because it's, it's a tough game out there. Um, and so then these CFOs and CPAs from non-cannabis came into the cannabis space and they were just shocked. They're like, yeah, what? I just need my reports. I can, why can't I just run the reports from one software? Do you speak English? <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. Exactly. I don't mean to <laughs> and um <laughs> i should be nicer no i kind of like it uh but that was the reality they were just shell-shocked at just like it was almost somebody explained it to me of like even though it's everybody's talking about cannabis it's the new trendy topic when you get into the industry from at least an accounting and finance perspective it's like going back in time where right. it's like you just don't have the tools and the processes and procedures that traditional business has just been running with for decades right um and so yeah Andrew had to build out his own policies and procedures and work papers on how to do the correct cost accounting for these. What, what year did Andrew start? You know, I want to say his first clients because he was doing fractional CFO, remote CFO services since 2015, 2018. Dope CFO was officially started in 2018, though I believe. Okay, so originally it was designed just as an alternative education company for CFOs and for CPAs. Yep, looking to break into the industry and they needed the education and it started with just the work papers like hey we okay. actually need to do this process so we need physical tools and shovels so then yeah he started selling the tools and shovels which for us as accountants is like trial balances chart of accounts just a lot of boring statement type stuff um and process P &Ls. oh yeah, yeah income it's like statements all cash papers. flow statements that's my did you see a fractional CFO? is that uh, part of your company in the past no, no, it was originally started as an education company and it was to teach people how to just do it remotely, but it was the full finance function. And that's why we're dope CFO because the CFO is responsible for everything in the finance function, accounting, FP&A, tax compliance, pretty much anything that affects the cash in or cash out of the business is the CFO's responsibility um, to account for at least. <clears throat> he doesn't make all the decisions on how it goes in and out, but he definitely needs to account for it and derive meaningful reports from it. And so we like to shy away from the term fractional CFO because we do everything. So we'll bring a full function to you, which is going to be your weekly accounting, monthly reporting. So right, right now, just for the podcast purposes, uh, you guys uh, catered, you, the, the alternative education company catered to CFOs and CPAs. Yep. But you guys actually offered the services as well to cannabis companies directly. Yep, yep. It was like so, a phase. So it was an evolution that happened. And so so that's, where we, we, that's where we get to over time. So originally, he just wanted to educate and help transition, Andrew did, and work with CFOs and CPAs to get into the cannabis industry yep, and to understand yep. it. And then in what year did he transition into uh, taking on clients directly as... Mm -hmm. As dope CFO? It's really new. It's really new. So the franchise just started. And the I was trying to pick up, pick up what you're throwing down here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a unique little evolution that happened over a span of about five years. But, yeah, originally, and we still are, an alternative education company facing accountants, helping accountants get into the cannabis industry. And in 2022, we just started our dope CFO certified advisor franchise. And that's where we're actively serving the cannabis businesses again. Um, so going that forward. was in 2022. Yep. Yeah. And he says again, right? Because when Andrew first broke into the industry, it was because he actually got hired by a farm out in Oregon. Right. And he was the CFO of that farm and he was out there like looking for work papers and no one had them. So he was calling people that he knew and nobody had these work papers. So then he just created them, right? And they take a long time to create and they're very boring to do. And so probably why they weren't out there. So then after he started building them for himself, he started getting calls back, right? Like, oh, can I buy that work paper from you? And it was like always a one-off thing. And that's why like um, when Ray was giving the background, he's like, you know, 2015 to 2018, it was like Andrew was just kind of selling one-off work pe papers to people. And he's like, this isn't really sustainable because now people are starting to call me. So I should put together this educational program so that it's just there and we can create, you know, a knowledge bank and it's easy and, you know, he's not fielding that 
all himself. And so when we say we're transitioning back to client service, it really is a return, right? Because Andrew started there because remember, he was just a dope CFO in other industries for years. Um, And then he came into the cannabis industry. Everybody noticed that he was doing great work, started the alternative education platform. And then last year we returned to servicing clients ourselves. And so now we have the dope CFO certified advisor franchise. We have five franchisees. Right. Yeah. So there. then they become a, do- uh, a, a, a CFO, a dope CFO certified accountant. Yeah, CFO, advisor. So, but they're independent. Now the franchise is a proper franchise, so you, it's under the franchise banner, and then the students are independent. So there's okay. probably 500 people in our community that are taking the dope CFO training, <clears throat> and so they're accountants that own their own accounting practice. A lot of solo practitioners that are. Yeah, I'll just looking to leave their corporate job, you know, try to get a few clients and just st- start their uh, accounting business, so to speak. So over a thousand people have taken the training and then we also have like an ongoing community as well. And so there's about 500 accountants in that community that are, they're out independent solo operators, but they've all taken the training. So it helps the cannabis industry when the accountants all start to speak the same language, they have the same training, they use the same work right. papers. Because um, our founder was that deer in the headlight CFO who came into cannabis from using oil for many years and then tech and then came into cannabis and it's just it's like holy shit I got to build this all from scratch and it's like yeah welcome to cannabis I should have started dope lawyer in 2013 there might still be time <laughs> damn it it's <laughs> okay I miss I missed I missed that one maybe maybe we could still do that yeah and Write I want I want to jump in and just like highlight that yeah, community we, we, yeah, that he's talking to. about, yes, right? Sir. Because like we've trained over a thousand accountants, right? That's incredible. But 500 of those are what we call active in our VIP network. Because the other thing about cannabis, especially for accountants and people who are serving, you know, cannabis businesses from the accounting and finance side is because it is the wild west, there's not, you can't just go to a white paper and be like, Oh, this is how you deal with this, you know, specific accounting issue. Or, you know, I have this question about inventory. There's nowhere that that's really written down. The IRS hasn't really given us a lot of direction. Right. So this VIP community is the largest accounting community in cannabis that's in the U S right now. So you have 500 very, very highly educated cannabis accountants, bookkeepers, CFOs, tax attorneys, all in this group talking every single day. So as a new issue comes up, you know, like we know Minnesota's looking to, you know, possibly pass their Senate today and pass legalization. Well, that's going to bring a whole bunch of questions about their regulations, right? And how do we interpret that as accountants and finance professionals? Well, this may be the very first time and there's no guidance. So what do they, these people get to come into our community board and say, hey, I'm in Minnesota, I'm serving this client, here's this issue, help me think it out. And instead of your one brain, as a solo practitioner trying to just interpret that, you now have 500 of the strongest minds in cannabis accounting in the U.S. all helping you in real time. And that's why you guys know Jeff Tice. Yes. Ah. I'm, now it, it all comes together for me. It's all, it's all coming together for me. I just caught, caught on to that. So what kind of clients, so when you're here, which is great because MGM packs filled with cannabis companies, brands, ancillary auxiliary plant touching etc um but you guys are looking for more cfos more accountants more cpas as well business owners it's the only reason we're here so you guys but you still take in cpas and cfos to become part of your network yep yep yeah they want to educate education and get part of the community 100 percent. and we thought about not maintaining that company but then we realized we're the forefront we're the leaders of cannabis accounting education like i'm going to be in boston at the ai cpa events we're all predominantly cpas and so as cpas it gives you a bit of more cloud regulatory type standards where so we're going to maintain that and so and it's like just to christy's point it's just such a good incubator of knowledge and best practices from an accounting finance capital raise perspective and so that's why we maintained the business while we launched the franchise right um, because they were leaders and we just know that cannabis is always changing so the education piece will always be relevant from an accounting and finance perspective and that also helps the franchisees you know just because they everybody's trading best practices so yep still taking on cpas accounting finance professionals helping them get into the cannabis industry because 
I mean, we're only six, seven franchises, but the industry, it's small right now, but it is growing and it's going to continue to grow you know, exponentially over the next few years. Are the franchise franchisees competing with each other for the cannabis businesses? Not at all. Let me, uh, let me just I'm set the record straight on model. this because 75% of all CPAs are retirement age right now. There's no competition in cannabis accounting or any type of accounting for that matter. Yeah. We are severely understaffed as an industry through and through, and which is why we didn't think it twice about launching a franchise while we're still educating because there is just a lack of accountants just everywhere, whether you go to man- traditional manufacturing yes. or agriculture or cannabis. I mean, across every industry, there's just not enough accountants and financial professionals serving the industry. And so... A lot of these people who want to come into the industry are great fits for Dope CFO Certified Advisor, right, as a franchisee. But everybody who, you know, opens up a pizza restaurant isn't going to open up a Domino's, right? right? Some people just want to own Ray's Famous yeah. Pizza, you know, and that's fine. And so, you know, we will continue to maintain the educational platform because we really believe in the industry and supplying the industry with qualified professionals, whether they're franchisees or not, you know, and we're really committed to both avenues. And I would say from like... And, and I'm just trying to understand the model, but a, a franchisee could have like 18 different brands underneath it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that franchisee over here could have like 18 different dispensaries and five brands. We think of them as clients. So Car- clients yeah. One franchise would have anywhere between two to five clients um, just because like... As a CFO, you can only be a CFO of so many companies okay. um, because it's deep. You know, it's weekly accounting, monthly financial reporting, monthly right. compliance, punch list items, forward thinking, forward reports, forward financial statements, also doing the day-to-day accounting. So you can only have about two to three. That's just what I guess makes us different at Dope CFO. If you're a tax CPA, which is what most business owners are used to dealing with, is like, yeah, I got I can do the whole accounting thing. I got a tax guy. It's like, that's, I got a CPA is what they'll say, but it's really just their tax CPA. And so when you just do the taxes once a year, you can have that 20, 30, 18 different clients below you. But when you're actually implementing a finance function and doing weekly accounting, like you're meeting with their operations team on a very regular basis, plus the management team. So keep it very small and at a deep level. And then I guess just, yeah, like on the surface, of course, like if you're selling the same service in the same region, you'd be competing. But accounting franchise is nothing new. Like we didn't invent that. And so we're not too worried about it. And then we've just seen the market itself is just continuing to grow. And so as new markets come online, we look to that region. Yes, accounting is always the same, you know, regardless of where you are. But we've just learned that business owners, you know, they like a site visit every once in a while. So they do like to have somebody that's either in their region or in their state. And so there's always that bias, too. Of So we like to we're continuing to grow the franchise and try to just, you know, match these franchisees with these business owners as best we can. George, what do you think? I know George. That's I interesting. I, uh, I see that you do. Um, we were just talking yesterday about his wife, how his wife does his accounting. <laughs> Run into that. That's very common. All right. Brothers, um, I need a wife. <laughs> so you do um, um, education for accountants and you do audits for businesses. So usually an audit, I guess you do any type of audits, like IPO audit, like uh, M&A audit, or uh, yeah, just third party audit. And, but the real results of the audit is like where this company goes what they, they need to do the next time to if they have a loss to mitigate it if they have a gain to invest it or something do you do anything extra on that side do you help companies after you get these audits for each one yeah so that's actually a key part of what we do as cfos right is because we won't we don't actually perform audits on our own clients right like as if we do we come in as usually their cfo which means that we're handling all of their day-to-day transactions and we're helping them do all of that stuff that you're talking about, that forward-looking, that planning. Um, now, if we're not personally serving the client, then sure, we can come in and audit them and then give them recommendations on how they can you know, do better in the future about being compliant or decisions they could have made. But really, where we help the most is when we get in front of that audit, right? Rather than looking back, but getting in there today so that we can help you looking forward. And so that's kind of the key difference. Again, like what Ray was saying, of like if you just hire somebody who's a tax CPA or an auditor to come in after the fact, they're just looking backwards, and you know you've kind of lost what you could have done during that time. When I got in this interest in uh, fifteen, sixteen, I was 
having the same issue with an mm -hmm. accountant. And I hired exactly a similar services, might have been your services. They called fractional CFO at that time. And I had that uh, CFO coming every month to do all these spreadsheets and I've learned a lot. So accounting is my weak part. I don't really have time for accounting and uh, I, that's why I use third party and um, other people to do it because my mind, mind is into a business mostly. But uh, at that time I've learned exactly how to do the spreadsheets for cannabis and uh, what to, how to put reports together. Then my accountant started doing that, uh, apparently got educated and- Probably over kids. here. Yeah, that's the, the thing. I um, Have you had this name of the company since the very beginning or you changed names somewhere? No, I think they've been dope CFO since okay. the start. So yeah, been similar service. Nice. Well, this is, this is, I like when I learn things, which is good. And, the, and there was some semantics there. It's like the accounting jargon. It's like legal jargon. It can get yeah. intense. So like audits is like attestation work. So as a CPA, we can issue an audit. So we've done it already on cannabis companies that they need their financial statements audited for banking purposes, licensing purposes. Um, the county just requires it. So we actually do perform audits. That's what helps that we're actual CPAs. Mm -hmm. um, but to <clears throat> Chrissy's point and your point, you're talking more of just the finance side of the day-to-day -day operations of like, hey, if you're looking closing my books and telling me my numbers, how do I improve them? And so <clears throat> that's what finance does. So accounting just gets the numbers correct, which <laughs> everybody fucking hates accounting. Bookkeeping is just this necessary evil that needs to happen weekly. But once the accounting is done, then to your point, you want FP&A reports that you can derive value from and make decisions based mm -hmm. off as a business owner. So the easiest way to make decisions as a business owner is based off of financial data. Otherwise, you're just going off gut instinct. Exactly. It does work sometimes. But like if you compare gut instinct <clears throat> with good financial data and meaningful reports, that's where the magic happens. And that's actually the value that we sell. You know, bookkeeping's not that valuable. Taxes are, we give them away for free, a tax return. It's truly useless if you do the accounting and finance correctly. And so it's that FP&A function of, we do it's a bridge analysis is the simplest way to understand it but like here's your budget here's the actual numbers like revenue budget was this actuals were this you know what the fuck why don't we hit our numbers and our and then where we help a lot too is on the cost side you know the price will always do what the price will do in the market and you kind of have to work within those bounds but you can control your costs a lot more as the business owners and so profitable business owners they're focused on the cost um, most young entrepreneurs or young business owners are focused on the revenues. Like that'll get you started, but it won't get you profitable and long-term successful. That comes from dialing in the costs and your balance sheet. Yeah, that's very um, important. Yeah, you, that's where you, we come in. Do you negotiate tax debt as well? We don't negotiate tax debt, <laughs> but we lower taxes for our clients. Okay, we should we should talk to them. <laughs> no, well, you guys, you got you guys are fantastic, Christy Raymond. Sorry, I gotta say Raven Guns because I just love, <laughs> I just Thanks. love the last. Yeah, time. I love you, you got a nice thing too. It's Kim, it's Kim, 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 Christy Kim. Um, but yeah, no, you guys are fantastic, and there's one thing that's for sure: uh, people should call you first and get some direction. Um, you guys should recommend people out. You can do things yourselves. Oh yeah, you we know. love cannabis in the community. Like we just want everybody to be successful. So yes, please call us first. We'll point you in the right direction. Yeah. Free 30 minute consultation. We take anybody that gives us a ring. Social equity aspect is huge for us. We donate time and dollars on a very regular basis to just getting people off to the right foot because business comes down to numbers. So like I always joke, like we do the boring work. We don't grow good weed. I don't hype cool products. I don't sell good products or cool products. Like we do the boring reoccurring accounting and finance work, but it's uh, super important. And so when business owners get started, they usually call their lawyer and their accountant first. And so, yeah, if you have any questions, Google us, Instagram us, you know where to find us. But like, yeah, we'd love to talk to anybody and help them out. I cannot overstate the importance, understate the importance, understate the importance of a good CPA, of good accounting. Uh, something that I've, well, it doesn't really matter. So we, we <laughs> say no more. Yes. We appreciate you guys. Uh, Dope CFO. How do people get in touch with you? Uh, DopeCFO.com. DopeCFO.us. No, dope I'm on LinkedIn. Raymond J. Guns. I'm a modern man. You find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, all that good stuff. You? Um, you can also reach me by using the DopeCFO.us email. You can find me on LinkedIn as well, Christine A. Cam. You can find me on Instagram at Rendered Safe Project. Yeah, those are all the ways you can find yeah. me. 
we're around. You'll see us at the expos and the events for us at 2023. So yeah, well, now we know a whole lot more about you, and the people that watch this can learn more about you and uh, learn more about accounting and finance and taxes and audits and all that stuff in the cannabis space by reaching out to you guys. And uh, and thank you very much for being here. And thank you again to our sponsors, Jack Herrera, Cali FX, and uh, Pure Five for helping me to unshackle bring you information from the conferences across the United States. Thanks for having us. Thanks.